you that don't know myself and my wife and kids, I'm Christoph. Um, we used to be here, a part of the church community here for a while when we were living on the coast, and we moved up half an hour north of Gympie, living on a mountain, Mount Canigan, with this giant golf ball weather radar in our backyard <laughs> gives you your bomb rain signal. Now, Tony shared with me that he said, hey, Christoph, can you preach? Can you preach? And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 what, what's happening? He goes, yeah, I'm going to watch the... If, if the Broncos win, this was last weekend, I'm going to go down to the football. So I was thinking, maybe, Arthur, you might like to pray for us, because when Tony's drive back, he could be really sad when the Panthers win. <laughs> Do you want to pray for the Panthers, you know, because the Panthers' victory today, or are you going to leave before I share my message? <laughs> Jesse was say, talking to my son, Levi, saying, Jesse was saying it's going to be a quiet drive home if the Panthers win. I might just pray for us and then we'll share. Lord God, thank you that you bring your word to us and you feed us and we can grow. And I just pray that you'll give us ears to hear what you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I might get the PowerPoint projected. I'm super excited about this message because thinking about it, it's, it stems from, I was, we've been on holidays, I'm a teacher, so I've been surfing a bit on the holidays, and it stems from my surfing experience. And as I was walking in, I thought, I wonder if there's going to, you know, sometimes you have a message and there's a song that's linked to the message, and you go, oh, isn't that cool? They didn't even know, and there's this song, and it feels real, and, um, and I thought, oh, God, wouldn't it be nice if something like that happens this morning? Anyway, Brendan comes up, gives communion on exactly the same passage. Have you ever heard of a communion message on, that's linked from John 15, the vine and the branches? I've never heard of a communion message based on that. But that's what I'm preaching on this morning. John chapter 15, 1 to 10, exactly what Brendan is sharing. So that means God's got something for us this morning and he's going to do stuff in our lives despite me. Okay, connected and fruitful. Um, that's the theme, and the key word is connection. Might go to the next clip. We're living on a mountain. We've never had this experience before, but we've never appreciated connection so much. We've never had a rain tank before, uh, so we're living off rainwater. Um, <laughs> I'm the rainwater Nazi. Mel, you've got the tap going. You know, she's just washing something. She's got the tap running, and then she'll get another plate, and the tap's still going, I'm looking at the tap water just pouring out, going, there's money pouring out. Um, girls, come on, if, if you've finished your shower. Our water connect, we've had to buy water once this year, $300 for 12,000 litres. It might sound a lot, but it's not. I look at that and I go, okay, the tank's gone up by that. How long is that going to last us? So our water connection, okay, vital. Um, our internet connection. How crazy do we go when there's no internet connection? Everyone freaks out in their house. Dad, the Wi-Fi's not working. We go to the box. The light's off. Oh, heck, what do we do? My phone. Everyone panics when our Wi-Fi connection drops down. I don't know if it's like that in your family. And also, we get a lot of power outages, especially in the summer when there's the storm season. And when we get a power outage, that means the water pump doesn't work, so we have no water in the house. And it's like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? We've got a tank full of water, and how do I get the water out? And you can tell I'm not great at country living, you know. It's like, oh, I've got candles, I've got a torch. 
we've got full cisterns in the toilets. That's about, we've got a flush. That's as much as our safety plan goes for water when the power goes out. We've got one flush per toilet. Use it wisely, girls. Um, so, yeah, connection in those three areas of water, technology, power, we freak out and when, when it's down, we notice it and we're on the phone or we're looking in the cupboard at our wireless system, we're doing something about it because it's serious. Well, it's not that serious, is it? But we think it's the end of the world. Next screen. Um, which then brought us to this passage. The, the focus of today is being connected to Jesus. Without connection, anything we do is pointless. And if we keep going down the road of disconnectedness, it's not just pointless, it's dead and leads to death in any area of our life, okay? Without connection, anything we do is pointless. And if we keep going down that road of disconnectedness in a certain area, it's not just pointless, it leads to death, okay? Um, I'll read it out for us. I can do this without glasses screen. If you want to turn to your Bible so you can flick backwards and forwards, feel free. John chapter 15. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Okay. Is anybody good with plants. It's like I'm, we've been focusing on renovating our house and my next thing is I'm going to start pruning trees, okay? Now, my pruning, so we've got, we're good at, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, I'm really good at, mac, we are really good at growing macadamias because there's nothing to do. You just pick them off the ground and open them and then smash them and awesome, you've got mac macadamias. Mandarins, we've got mandarins growing, oh, they come out all right. Last year we had heaps of oranges, this year we had about three. We've got an apricot tree, the apricots are about this big. We've got a mangoes trees that produce no mangoes, but I've, I'm going to change everything. I've got a chainsaw, super excited. I'm going, and this is, I want the people in the place the, here that know more about pruning than I do. For me, pruning is, I see something dead chop it off with my chainsaw, and then this tree I shall shape as a rectangular prism. This one I'll make round 
Next one, rectangular prism. Next one, round. And apricot tree, I'm going to catch you right back to you're about that big, and then maybe something bigger will grow. Okay, that's about my extent of fruit tree growing things. Marty, can you give me some advice about pruning? What's a, is there any technique to it more than cutting off the dead stuff and then making it symmetrical? Okay. <laughs> so you stress a tree that then makes it flower. Ah, is it too late for me to start pruning now? If it has flowered and I prune it, is that bad? Okay. I'm not going to do what I was going to do then. Otherwise, even my skill at growing macadamias will not happen. Okay. Oh, just one question about banana trees. Guy was saying, I've got heaps of banana trees, but they're not doing anything. And they go, oh, it'll do something. Someone said you've got to chop them off and then they'll grow. Anyway, I might have just discounted myself as someone that's worth listening to when I'm preaching about connectedness and fruit. But anyway, bear with me. God's got it on hand. Okay, if you could jump to the next slide, that'd be good. Okay. The Bible, this picture we've got of this passage about God being the great gardener, who is the professional pruner, okay? The professional garden. Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches that come off through Jesus. And the Spirit of God throws, flows through that vine, and as we're connected to the vine... Uh, as our branches are, uh, fruit grows. Um, and, but that's one picture of if you're connected, there is life. If you're disconnected, there's death. There's lots of other pictures. So you've got the kingdom of God and the world. Um, there's, Jesus talks about the things above and earthly things. Um, in today's passage, there's a talk, the, the passage talks about you being fruitful when you're connected. When you're disconnected, you're withered. There is taking up, living the life of taking up at the cross, or there is living the life of self. Um, there is a life that's based on purpose, or is the other life that's pointless. Uh, there is the life that's eternal, um, and there is... Uh, there's life that's temporary. Um, and each part, whenever Jesus talks about it, or Paul or any of them, there's, and you guys know even more examples than that. Okay, treasures in heaven, treasures on earth. It uh, doesn't rust, moths eat it, robbers steal it, um, pearls of great price. There's always this, these two pictures of the kingdom which is living for the kingdom brings life and living in the world brings death, okay? And again, the whole point of this message is connection is the road to life and disconnection with Jesus is the road to death, okay? And that's, that's, that's talking about if you are not a Christian and you've never connected to God through Jesus, um, well then... That's a life of death that ultimately leads to death and separation from God. And the only way to have connection to God is having life through Jesus. But do you, 
Can you see that in the Bible, in the New Testament? There's lots of different pictures of connection that brings life. And when you're disconnected, it's death. Um, next slide. Now, just walking through the passage, um, there's so much cool stuff in this passage that the Father is the master gardener and Jesus is the vine. That Jesus, when we talk about the vine and the Father pruning, it's in terms of the whole church, but it's also our part. So it's our universal church that's been going for ages. It's river life as it's part of a branch. And it's us as individuals living our life um, for the kingdom of God. Uh, and it's a beautiful picture to think that God is the great gardener planting these things. When you look at amazing gardens, you go, this is just mind-blowing. I love going to botanical gardens, the one at Noosa, the one we've got out the back of, what's it called? Yeah, it's so beautiful. You know, I love the Australian versions of them. They're so cool with walks. When you've been overseas and you look at these manicured gardens, or even up at Mullaney when you see some people, what they've done with their gardens, if we think of God as the gardener, he's creating a masterpiece. It's not just there's a picture of a grapevine and he's snipping here and there and then grapes. It's this magnificent garden that he's involved in doing through the church, through the life, but also his manicure, he wants to manicure our lives and prune so that we're fruitful. So God is intentional in each one of our lives. Isn't that crazy? The creator of the universe is intentionally wanting to be active and as Marty said, oh, with the mango tree cut off at every second growth point, I have to ask him what that means. Um, but God is specific and he knows how to do it perfectly in our lives. And the purpose is fruitfulness. Okay, the kingdom growing, um, we living the fullest life that we can for the kingdom and in relationship with God. It's, isn't it a beautiful thing that God wants connection? We haven't got this creator of the universe like Thor's dad, whatever his name was, that creates everything and then just sits in his palace. God wants connection. He's the creator that wants connection with each one of us. Uh, that's a privilege that we have. I'm not sure about um, Islam. Their God, he doesn't so much want connection. He's the authority figure that wants obedience most gods around the world uh they want not that they're true but they're after your fear and your obedience and your sacrifice our god wants connection that is so beautiful and he's saying jesus is saying this god wants connection uh, and he's saying hey and it's you'll live a fruitless life if you disregard my connection if you're not connected to me verses five to six talk about fruitless it talks about you can do nothing and in terms of fruit and things like that we just have an image of these branches that are withered that need to be snapped off verse 7 my word in you and ask whatever okay that talked about hey abiding in me means my word lives in you Okay, that the word of Je God's word, Jesus, who is the word, is actively living in us. 
um, guiding us, teaching us, as, as real as, look, God just proved it this morning. God, wouldn't it be cool if someone was going to, there was some sort of vague link between my preaching. It wasn't a vague link. It was communion on this passage that I'm talking about. Um, this is God's word, alive and active, working in us, wanting to stir us to um, be, remain connected in him. And then there's that beautiful other part that, hey, when you're connected to me, um, ask whatever you ask whatever, and you'll receive it. Now, we live that, and that's a hard word sometimes. It's an exciting word. It's a hard word because when we ask and nothing's happening, super hard. But God's still at work because he's the master pruner. Let's go back. When we ask and nothing's happened, let's just understand that, hey, God's pruning. And he knows what has to happen. He knows what the best fruit looks like and when things, there's timing, there's lots of things. But it's just his privilege when God says, ask whatever. You know, the first song we sang this morning, um, all power, all glory, all wisdom, all might, okay? That's what God has. But they're not just out there in this nebulous realm of this powerful God. It is through his spirit coming to us. All power, all wisdom. Why would I want to do anything in my own strength thinking that anything will last when this all power from God can come in? Why do I want to lean on my own understanding in decision making and making a wise choice when the creator of the universe that is all wise wants to give me wisdom? He says, ask. That's a part of the asking. Ask for the power that you need. Ask for the wisdom that you need, okay? And the more we realize that, we can see that, well, really, when we've got God's resources flowing through us, anything I do disconnected to that is pathetic. Come and ask Christoph for advice. Connor asked Christoph, hey, Christoph wants some advice about something. What would you, Connor, rather? Would he rather have the creator of the universe... Wisdom passing through his spirit, coming through me to him, or, hey, clever Christoph that's been married for 32 years, I'll give you some advice and I feel good because Connor thinks I'm clever. You know what I mean? Like, anything that we can offer to the world or, any, or each other, anything that can pass through us in terms of wisdom, strength, might, power, getting anything done, if we're disconnected to God... You'd have to agree, it's pointless, isn't it? Because the comparison is, hey, we can get stuff done. Look at uh, Elon Musk. He got a Tesla in space that's not in good shape at the moment, but it's he got te a Tesla in space. How crazy is that? that? We can do crazy, amazing things, but if we're not connected to God, it's pointless. And it doesn't bring life, and ultimately, it brings death, Okay. Um, verse 9, I love you, remain in my love. Okay, God, this is Jesus saying, remain connected to me. There's, no, there's nothing about control, there's nothing about manipulation, it's I love you, be connected to me. Um, and verse 10 talks about how we are connected. Well, can, you'll be connected if you obey me. And it talks a little bit earlier, earlier also, your connection is my word remaining in you. 
go to the next slide for us. Now, how do we stay connected? We kind of all know it. Into, hey, read your Bible, pray. Um, but I like the verse 7. Hey, you're connected as my word, the word remaining in us. Now, the Holy Spirit, through the power of, through the power of Spirit, the Holy Spirit, Jesus remains in me. Okay, that was the point of him sending his spirit. He remains in me. So when I'm spending time reading his word, that's beautiful. It's God, me feeding and staying connected. When I'm singing worship, it's about me praising God and building and growing this connection. When we do it together on Sunday, it's strengthening connection. If That's if I'm not zoned out and worried about what's happening and the that's is it going to burn? Did we put the timer on before we left for church? Whatever that is, the more we grow in that connection through the Word, it's just powerful. And it's like those huge buttress roots that grow on those big fig trees. Uh, and we do it individually. We do it corporately. We do it through small groups. We do it through meeting up for coffee with and encouraging each other. We meet it. We do it when hey, we need help and we spend time with each other. It's not just this individual journey of the word remaining in us. It's powerful because it needs to be with us, and we need to we grow our connection individually. But as I'm journeying with you. Uh, as a church and as we journey with each other in small groups that connection grows even stronger and the second part is our connection grows through obedience you know to obey is better than sacrifice when we obey then God turns up okay and that increases our faith sometimes it's like God's asking us to do something and it's like give me the faith to do it and it's no you know you should do it do it and then you'll have faith okay do it and then your faith grows it's not and sometimes god's gracious often he's gracious and he'll give us little lights along the way to go yeah it's working this is right i'm I'm going the right way i'm doing the right thing um but obeying his obeying the simple things the law of love the law of um loving god with all your heart mind soul and strength the law of loving others um and that that builds my connection to god Okay, thinking about the word and thinking about obedience. Okay, and the beautiful thing okay, obedience without connection brings problems. Okay, because I'll obey, and this is you'll see this. I saw this a lot in Europe and in my dad's life in the Catholic system. Um, there are a lot of people that have relationship with God in the Catholic system. I'm not bagging that out at all, but a lot of people. You're a Catholic in France because it's your tradition, okay? You don't have connection with God. You go because this is what we do. I'm French, I'm Catholic, I'm an atheist kind of thing. But you can, when you obey without connection, it brings legalism and, hey, I obey well, so I'm proud because God must be pleased with me or... I don't obey well, so I feel shame. I could never go to church. Okay, so obedience without connection brings catastrophe because it makes it brings a Pharisee. It brings people that miss Jesus and the leaders of the time crucify him. Okay, that's how bad connection, uh, sorry, obedience 
without connection can be, you'll crucify the saviour that you're waiting for, okay? So that's really important as well. Obedience with connection brings, hey, you're doing this out of love. You know, sometimes it's tough because I don't really want to do it. I don't want to welcome these people into my home or I don't, I feel nervous about giving this money or whatever it might be, but there's fruit from it, okay? And ultimately it brings fruit and um, you'll obey from passion. All right, next one. Maybe just click the, click it, we'll get it all up there and the next one. Now, this is where it came from my surfing, okay? I've been working so hard all term, school teacher, okay, so I might say, oh, school teacher, they don't work hard, okay. But hey, we have good holidays. Anyway, I'm looking forward to my holidays because I want to be refreshed, okay? We're staying at Noosa. I, love sur- I have a love-hate relationship with surfing Noosa because it's the best waves ever, but it's so hard to get one, okay? It's like sometimes I've been in, it's like being in a lolly shop and the lollies are all there, candy everywhere, but you just can't get it. First thing, you've got to find a car park. That is the nightmare, okay? The, you get to the end and you're parking at Noosa and you've got to find a car park. You'll circulate, you'll circulate for can be up to half an hour or then you've got to park miles away and work down, walk down. And then finally you get into the water with a thousand other people that are hungry for waves just as you are, okay? So I'm surfing, but I'm disconnected, okay? So I'm surfing for self because I need refreshment, okay? All that brings is frustration and selfishness, okay, guys on a wave, what is Christian Christoph, who's going to be preaching on Sunday thinking? Fall off, fall off, fall off, fall off, fall off, yeah, okay. What's Christian Christoph, who's preaching on Sunday thinking? Man, you just caught five waves, you're back out the back again, it's my turn, you're going to be greedy and take another one, okay? What's... And then at the end of it, I go in for this time. I've had this time that's meant to be refreshing and I go out, I just go out feeling so dissatisfied and frustrated that 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 was a disconnected surf that brought nothing to nobody and left me frustrated. So what's Christoph going to do? Get up next morning and do it exactly the same way again. Okay, but this time, oh, he got a couple of good waves, but God's getting me to the point that it just felt empty. What's the point? What's the point of a good wave? Okay, you get this adrenaline rush, okay, a long wave, you get a long adrenaline rush, but ultimately, even when you are getting satisfied, disconnected, it ends up empty. And I'm going, what's the point of my surfing? You know, what am I getting up for tomorrow morning? because I love surfing and I've been doing it for years, what is the point? And I felt like it is pointless you going surfing if you're being disconnected. And all it takes is this little shift in my mind saying, God, I'm going to commit this surf to you and see what you bring. And it can bring, it'll bring fantastic stuff, whether I get waves or not. It gives opportunity. Out, when you're waiting for waves, it's lots of time to talk. It's time to pray. It's time to talk to people. It's time to witness, you know. Um, So just a little picture of what a disconnected surf brings. Nothing. 
apart from, I keep doing it, it ends up in death. What's it doing to me? Nothing apart from frustrating me, being an ugly witness for those around me as I'm hungry and sort of snarling at the guy that, yelling at him, he drops in on my wave. What are you doing, mate? You know? And I didn't swear, okay? I just said, what are you doing, mate? Okay? All right, let's look at the black line in the middle. These are just random selections of things that happen in life. I can have a success. I can have a failure. There's decisions that I need to make. Um, it might be a time of hardship that I'm going through. It, may, it might be a, an injustice that's happening to me, okay? Someone or a company or family member, or I'm suffering some sort of injustice. There's finances, there's food, there's sex, there's leisure. There's this whole list of things that we go through all the time. Now, the green is, hey, how we, what it looks like if we're connected, that we're, and what it can look like if we're disconnected. So connectedness brings fruit, disconnectedness brings death. And you can think of your own words that'll be way better than mine. When I'm having a success and I'm connected to God, I can, it'll bring, I can be humble in that and it can be, bring me great joy and praising God and God and the fruit can be added responsibility that he can trust me with because he knows I'm drawing on him. When I'm disconnected, my success can be pride. And what is that, that, where does pride take you? Nowhere but death, okay? Now, again, I'm going to say death each time because that's where it ultimately ends up. You know, I can have a prideful moment. We all do these things. And that's why Jesus came to save us. But if we continue in disconnectedness, ultimately it leads to a, a withered experience and ultimately death. Okay, what can failure can come? Well, failure, when I'm connected to God, can bring fruitfulness. Okay, because it wasn't meant to look like what you thought it was, Christoph. And who determines what failure is when you're working in the kingdom of God? You can be doing something that's meant to fail because God's got something better or he's going to set up a failure for you because it's a pruning moment for him to then bring better fruit. We've had lots of that. For people that often people, when they have a vision given to you by God, you'll be... There's this great book written about it. It's like the dream giver. God gives you a dream, you start and you're excited and passionate and then the dream gets crushed. You go through this, what the heck was that about? And that crushing process is about God saying, hey, the dream I've given you is my dream and I'm the one that's going to turn it into this wonderful thing. And that crushing moment is God putting you in this, in this place of it's even going to be better. It's the pruning. And then the, green, the dream comes back alive bigger and better than you could ever imagine because it's God at work. Um, and whereas when we're disconnected, a failure can be shame or I was never meant to do this or lots of things. When I have decisions, when I'm connected, decisions aren't necessarily easy, but I can have peace because I've committed it to God, I'm walking in a direction, I can have peace. When I'm disconnected, um, decisions can be based on selfish motives. You know, and again, there's lots of other words that you can think in your own head of what decisions and disconnectedness can bring. Okay, a hardship, when I'm walking connected, a hardship can bring me patience, 
It can bring me lots. It can bring hardships produce lots of fruit. Okay, well, Marty just said that's how trees produce fruit through hardship. You chop them off, and then they give. They need more energy to put it in the right areas. Hardships bring fruitfulness, but hardships, when we're disconnected, can bring anxiety. They can bring all sorts of things that bring death. An injustice can bring forgiveness, or an injustice can bring bitterness. Finances, okay, finances are an opportunity for me to be generous, uh, or I can be greedy. Um, food, okay, <laughs> small thing. Around the dinner table, it can be a smaller connectedness. My connectedness can be as small as this. The food's getting served, and hey, I'm going to give the biggest plate to such and such. Or I'm looking, and I hope I'm not the only one that does this, looking at there might be a couple of dim sims left on the plate and you're looking around the table thinking, who's going to have them? I want them. How can I have them? You know, <laughs> how pathetic is that? I don't know. Hopefully I'm not just confessing and going, who is this guy? He's so messed up. But we all do it with food. Okay. <laughs> we'll go to a restaurant. Okay. Mel gets served. I get served. And I go, why didn't I order what she had? Okay. When I'm connected, I'm going, how good is this? Hasn't she scored something great? When I'm disconnected and I'm, I'm going to a restaurant to feed me, I'll be annoyed at what she's got. And then thinking, hey, for 32 years, she hasn't, I've been able to finish her plate. Why is she eating the whole thing? I wanted that last bit of whatever it was, and she's eating it. And, oh, no, I won't go the other way. Sorry, I'll just leave it at me with my messed upness. Okay, sex. Sex brings intimacy, okay? Or sex brings death. It brings lust. It brings when it is going down, when you're not disconnected to God. Ultimately, all these things, when you continue down these roads and you rebel, like for, as Christians, when we choose to stay disconnected, because God's the gardener, he doesn't want us to stay disconnected. He'll keep on bringing us back he'll keep on reminding us but ultimately these things lead to death in our lives um leisure or my surfing okay that's an example your leisure when you're when you're leisure and god knows we need refreshment and leisure is good god made it that god made the sabbath but leisure without connectedness brings emptiness okay as i know too well with my surfing um whereas leisure with connectedness can bring all sorts of fruit it's crazy you know go golfing bring a friend when you're quilting i don't know just buy some material for someone else that bring your stuff share your stuff you know connecting you know and it's not limited to these feeble examples um the key though is connectedness brings life and connectedness brings fruit disconnectedness anything based on self brings death okay next slide to finish boom 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 we'll put them all up there uh maybe one back um connect connection is vital it is life and death okay because it will bring fruit or nothing okay and Ultimately, it brings eternal separation from God because if you live your life disconnected to Jesus, you're eternally separated from him. 
if we are Christians and we choose disconnection, we're wasting our life, okay? And I'm not saying that, and hey, we can do that in rebellion, okay? And, and it just brings disaster and mayhem. So my message for us this morning is God wants connection. It's the only way to be fruitful in anything. Um, even I found this when I was a missionary in France, um, there were times where I was really disconnected doing God's work or thinking I'm doing God's work. Well, then if, if you're disconnected doing God's work, you're not doing God's work. Um, and it, could, it was based on frustration. It was based on fear or disc, and disconnection can come at any time. So you can be a, a full-time worker for God, be disconnected, and what you're doing is pointless. Because again, as that song sung, we're not drawing on all power, all wisdom, all might, um, which is the purpose of God sending his spirit to us. Uh, because, and, and that's the crazy thing. Jesus modelled it. He only did what the Father told him to do. He only went where the Father. Jesus, who the whole universe was created with through him before the beginning of time, did nothing without connectedness. That, and that was his model. I am in the Father and the Father is in me. I do nothing without... He, he modelled it. And he, he could only do what he did because why? Because he was the Son of God? No, because he was the Son of God that chose connectedness. Um, and that blows my mind sometimes. But that Jesus, who was before the, before the world even began, his name wasn't even Jesus, he was the Son of God, Everything was created through him, and then he became so much a human being that he depended on connectedness to even know the will of God, you know. But he was God's son. How did he not know his, the will of the Father? Well, he knew the will of the Father because he stayed connected. Um, he was doing these great, powerful things because he stayed connected. He went where he went. He said, I only do what my Father says. Uh, and if Jesus models it, and it was necessary for him how much more so for us does anyone want to quickly share anything anything that they've got on their heart at the moment connected with this has anyone had anything that they're busting to go oh yeah that i'd really want to say this or that i'll just give you a minute or so if anyone wants to quickly share something all good all right, I'll pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for this message you have for us this morning. Thank you, Lord, that um, you are so for us. You are the guardian.